What is up? What is up? Look, in this episode, we're going to be talking about creating a funnel. In fact, I'm joined by Brian Delaney today, and he is one of the top 1% of all marketers and funnel experts in El Mundo for the bilingual audience. For those that aren't bilingual, that is in the world. And he's coming right here. I twisted his arm, and he's going to be on this episode. And what are we going to do together? Well, we're going to talk about funnels, how you can use them to amplify your um, your business, but also how we extract the knowledge from your big brain so we can create courses, which we're not going to call courses. Don't worry, we're going to get to that in a moment. And this episode is going to be one of those episodes that's going to help you generate like a million dollars, like a, a two comma club type of result. And it's going to happen in this episode of the Toddcast. This podcast is brought to you by the WireBuzz team. Now, if that name sounds familiar, it's because I've spent the past decade growing WireBuzz into a digital marketing powerhouse designed to maximize clarity in complex sales processes so we can help accelerate revenue. And we do this in three phases. Phase one, we transform your website to function like your best salesperson, and then also incorporate persuasive on-demand sales videos. Now your entire team is aligned on messaging and they're injecting massive clarity into your prospect's head. So your site looks great, but it also has engaging content that helps your team sell on-demand 24-7. The next phase, phase two, we train your sales and marketing teams to sell remotely or in person to expand the impact of your sales team. And the third phase is we develop and run targeted ads to your prospects. Scale those ads to help you achieve more business results. Sign up for the WireBuzz Company newsletter to learn more about effective and simple ways to improve your company messaging, attract more digital attention, and ultimately make more sales. All right, so this is going to be an incredibly valuable episode. How could I be so sure? Because my guest is legit. He is the author of Scale of Launch and Scale Your Expertise. And if you saw me yesterday on my airplane coming home from Los Angeles, where I was just doing a big training for a company that's got 200 salespeople, and the company's name you would know, but I'm so NDA'd I can't tell you yet. But you should know, in my bag, Adding another three pounds of weight to my backpack was this Bible book of how, helping you launch and scale your expertise. Brian Delaney is with me right now. Brian, thank you for joining me. Oh, man, it's great to be here with you, Todd. Great to be here. I've been looking forward to this, this uh, conversation for a while now. Dude, in the interest of full disclosure, because I love to be really candid with my audience, my audience needs to know that Brian's a total trooper. Like, Brian um, agreed to do this interview like two weeks ago, and then we did the intro three times, and my computer crashed three times, and the dude came back because he was a glutton for punishment, and he came back for more. Did I exaggerate that at all, no. Brian? that happened. I was just sitting here. His tech kept going down, going down, going down. Yeah. And he's like, dude, we got to reschedule. I got to fix this thing. Yeah. And now here we are. It's good. It's bulletproof now, right, Todd? It's bulletproof. Well, that's why we pray. <laughs> and hey, Brian, in a moment, I want you to take me back to 2003, which is a transformational year in your life. And, yeah. um, and you went through crisis. You came out strong on the other end, but it's an incredibly compelling story. But first, 
dude, how did you get started in funnels and why should anybody on this podcast be listening to you today? Yeah, that sounds great, Todd. So before we dive into the 2003 life transformational moment, um, I, uh, in 2005, I was turned on to the world of personal development. Like up until 2005, I mean, I was in my mid-20s. I had just learned about Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, and Ogmandino, and and all of these greats, Jim Rohn, and all these people, Zig Ziglar. And I had not found out that they even existed, which is, you know, criminal at this point. You know, it's like, we should be learning about this stuff when we're kids, right? And I was absolutely enamored by it and and loved it. I hated reading when I was a kid, but I, I loved this. And I went super deep, and I ended up seeing all these guys that were making money on the internet. I was like, man, that sounds like a really cool lifestyle. Like, they can be anywhere in the world. They can do whatever they want. And they can just print money online. I'm like, that sounds like a good idea. So I joined a 30-day challenge to make my first dollar online. I paid a buck. It was a dollar challenge. And it was 30 days. And it was like, watch a video, do some work. Watch a video, do some work. Watch a video, do some work, right? And I did just that. I watched the video, did some work. After seven days of buying my first domain name, I had an email that came in and said, you made a sale. Right, kind of like AOL back in the day. I was like, you got mail, right? Like one of those things, right? I was like, You're I made a sale. I'm like, hold on, what? And it was 750 bucks. And being a broke college student up to ears, you know, up to my ears in student loan debt, working part-time as a personal trainer, 750 bucks with only a couple hours of work was like, that was kind of a game changer. And so I was like, this is awesome, but is it real? Like, am I ever going to see this money show up in my bank account? Right. <laughs> and my roommates at the time were like, yeah, I believe it when I see, I'll believe it when I see you can actually spend it. Right. Like total skeptics. Right. I'm like, it's going to show up. I know it will. And, um, and so that was my, really my introduction into the world of marketing and selling on the internet. And that was in 2006. Okay. So then you had such radical breakthrough and transformation. Like, you hit the two comma club. Um, you've helped clients do it multiple times. We're going to unpack that in just a second, because yep. look, if you listen to the podcast, one of my big commitments to you is help you get next friggin level in your career. And yep. the way that I do that is I bring the world's leading experts right here to be able to get impacted by them. Take me back to 2003, bro. What happened yep. and how did this transform everything in your life? Yeah, absolutely. So, so 2003, I was at Slippery Rock University, fitting name really. Uh, and it was the second year, first semester, I was pledging to be a fraternity. So I was like, all right, I'm going to either go into politics, like that stuff, or I'm going to go into like fraternity. I was like, yeah, the fraternity thing sounds better. So I went into the fraternity life because I had friends that were already in. They're like, bro, like, do you need to join? You already hang out with us anyways. Like, um, We'll make it easy on you. Just do it. I'm like, okay, I'll just do that, right? So I went down that path, and I found myself one day um, after Big Brother night, okay, which is a pretty emotionally intense evening, um, I found myself in the hospital, and I woke up with three doctors rushing to my bedside as they were literally, to me, singing, he's alive, he's alive, he's alive. Like, they were shocked, right? They were, like, not expecting me to wake up, and the doctor came in, and he said, son, you're a living miracle. In my 30-plus years of being a doctor, I've never seen anyone with your severe of a condition live, yet alone even be able to comprehend what I'm saying. He's like, you came in here, your blood alcohol level is 0.39 and 0.40 is dead. It's like you are one shot from death. And the only explanation here is that God has a plan and purpose for your life. 
And your job now, because he saved you from that, is to go figure it out. Yeah. And that was my, that was a, a really sobering moment. I had a catheter in me, which is not pleasant. They're like, here, drink all this cranberry juice so you can pee. I'm like, uh, I don't really want to. Right. <laughs> you know? And, but that was a, tr- a radical transformational moment where I said, you know, I should be dead. Um, God saved my life for a reason. I am a miracle and I need to go figure out what that thing is. And it yes. took me two years to really figure it out, uh, to even get any inkling of what it was, to be honest. It was two years of pressing in, praying, getting into the scripture, reading the word, you know, meditating, like just really going after it. Um, I was seeking as hard as I could. Let's put it that way. Like I was trying to figure out like why was my life spared? And it was two years. I didn't get a single peep for two years. And then God came, you know, it was through a moment where I had massive spiritual breakthrough. It was uh, at Liberty University. There was a thing that they do every year called Spiritual Emphasis Week. And they bring in these leaders in from all around the world to pour into the student body. And it's just awesome. You got you got awesome worship. You got awesome preachers. You got awesome missionaries. And you got leaders. You got all these great people that just pour into you. So it's kind of like going to a Tony Robbins event for four days. You just, you're ants, right? Like you're just pumped. So I was pumped, but it was all spiritual. And I, I realized that I was harboring bitterness and anger in my heart against my dad. And, I, and God showed me that I need to release that. Well, immediately after I released that, um, things became more clear. And, and God began to give me a vision of, of what he wants me to do uh, with my life for his purposes, for his people. And, um, and that was to share my story and help other people share their story. But in 2005, which is when I got that, 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 that download, I had no clue what that meant. And, and then fast forward a little bit, 2006, right? I, I figured out how to make my first sale online. Um, and then really fast, I, I realized that I probably wasn't uh, going to be able to figure out how to make a million a year or more uh, by just watching you know, YouTube videos and buying courses. And like, I needed to go find a mentor. Like I need to find someone who has the results I want and just pay them and say, hey, tell me what to do and I'll go do it. Because I'm an execute. You know, I, I execute. Right. Right, like I, I, I can learn something and I execute. Like it's just how I roll. Right. As an entrepreneur, you need to be an executor or you need to hire executors. <laughs> right. 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 So yeah. Okay. Um. So many things come up, dude. I was in a fraternity house at the University of Arizona. Um. We were. Uh, we had so many. Um. Like big brother nights where you meet your big brother and there's so much alcohol. I'm so embarrassed to say this out loud, but the maturity was um, not there on, uh, you know, amongst the fellas. But I remember seeing um, drunk 18 year olds uh, in a pile off to the side, like their luggage, like friggin' passed out luggage. All laid on their side. And every time I saw that, I thought, we're just one, I guess, Brian Delaney away from everybody being in jail. Right. And, um, and, right. and I always, at that point, found myself pushing for some type of more tempered path. Yeah. And that was a stream that you couldn't swim up. It's interesting. Now, when I get together with those same guys, the conversation is all about the unnecessary risk that was taken. But I think that only happens with maturity. Um, right. It's great to see that uh, the good Lord put his hand on you so you can put your hand on 
millions of people going forward. And I think that's yeah. the impact of, of not only your book, but also your life work. Now, one of the things that's, that many things that screamed out to me on my airplane to LA and then on my flight back home was about when you're trying to come up, when you're advising people to add value and create their uh, courses, which we're going to get to in a moment on um, what it should be named. Why is it, why is success for that person who's listening right now dependent on their, their impact is dependent on their heart and soul being wrapped into the training that they're providing? Like, why is that an essential ingredient that most people just flat out overlook? Yeah, I mean, so, so the question, I'm gonna reframe it, you asked was yeah. why, why is their heart, mind, and soul in, needed to be baked into yeah like that why do you yes why do you need to have that connection as the yep. content creator and yep. why does it have to have purpose for that um recipient to be able to yep. also have impact with it well yeah i think so i think it goes back to this so like if you're an expert or you feel like you're an expert or maybe you don't even feel like you're an expert but if you have a result that other people want people will pay you for it like it's as simple as that so if you look at your life and you have an area that like you're awesome in, right? You maybe have an awesome marriage. Maybe you're, you're, maybe you're awesome at selling like Todd, right? Maybe you're a great father or a parent or you, 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 whatever it is, right? If you're further ahead than anyone else, first of all, other people will pay you to get that knowledge. And that's, that's why I believe the self-education industry is growing to a billion a day. It's already more than a $400 million a day business, right? So people are paying for information at the rate of 400 million a day or more at this point, right? And it's growing, it's compounding because traditional education is very, it's broken at best, right? It's broken, like the system that we've grown up in and that we've all been pushed through is, is you know, old, outdated. You know, for, for the right types of things, like a brain surgeon, yeah, you gotta go through that, that traditional path. But for most people, that's a slave, an enslavement system. Let's just call it what yes. it is. Um, it's to create slaves, right? And if you're an entrepreneur, like you don't want anything to do with that, right? That's why I veered off and went, became an entrepreneur, right? But if you're an expert, right? People, if you have the result other people want, then I believe it's your duty to help other people to take them along the journey to get that result that you have, okay? Now, that's really as simple as it is, right? If you have results other people want. Now, if you don't have results other people want, then you need to become obsessed about getting results other people want. Right? Because you might say, well, because I, you might say, oh, well, I don't feel like I'm an expert. Okay, cool. Well, look at your life and look at your business. Like, look at your outcomes. If you have a life or a business that, ha that has desired outcomes that other people want, then you do have value to share. Right? So that's the first hole you need to overcome. If you have that thought in your mind, like, well, I'm not an expert. Right? Well, I would re I would reevaluate that. Um, now, if you don't have expertise, again, that, you, that other other people want, then obviously you need to go get the results that other people want. And then once you have that, then you, it's basically, the whole idea behind this is taking, you have, the, people are starting at point A, where they are, point B or point Z is where they wanna be, right? You've you've accomplished this, you've hiked that mountain, you've, you've, you've gotten to that goal. Well, how'd you do it? You went through, you went through a step-by-step -step process, right? And so now your job is to document that process and then you can sell that information, right? The beauty, that's the beauty of the internet, right? But Todd's right. As you document that journey, 
of going from point A where you were to point B where you where where you are now or where other people want to be. It's the same. It's the same thing. You want to document that journey, but you want to put your heart, mind, and soul into it, right? Like you should become obsessed about popping people out on the other side of this place, which is on the other side of where they want to be, right? That's how. That's really how you stay in this the long term. I've been doing this for 17 years. People come and go, right? Mine's a, the reason why I do what I do is like, I love what I do, but it's also my spiritual calling. So it just is different. It hits differently. Like, I'll tell you, Todd, when, my, when I realized that what I do in business and what I, like, when my spiritual purpose and my business purpose collided, and I realized that they're both connected, my business load took off like a rocket. Like, it went from like, stoppable. It went from like this slow airplane, like lift off to like, boom, straight up rocket ship. And that's because I would conclude that it's because I didn't have the tug of war going on of like, oh, I need to do this thing over here spiritually. This is my spiritual purpose. And over here is my business purpose, right? Like they weren't disconnected anymore, right? They were together. They were connected. And that, and that spiritual thing you might call purpose, you might call, you know, heart and soul, Right. I think once you plug into like, what, what is the reason you're here on the planet at this moment in time in history, right? Like, that's a good question that we all need to ask ourselves, right? Like, you're, what are, why are you here, right? Will your life matter when you look back, right? We, we have the opportunity to, to ask that question, right, right now. And I think one of the best ways to, to, um, to build a legacy, which is you know what 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 we're really all about, is helping people you know build a legacy, live a legacy, right? So that in a hundred years from now, you can still be making an impact, right? Look at Zig Ziglar, look at look at uh, Jim Rohn, look at uh, you know Napoleon Hill, look at all these greats, right? They are still impacting people's lives on a day to day basis because they Brian, did certain things in a certain way at a certain time. It's yes, yes, and yes, and every time I step on the stage for Tony Robbins, it is totally obvious to me the mission and impact that he's had to lift up other people's lives. And it's so different from college. And this is what I think is really fascinating about course creators and having their their, um, mission and having their heart involved so they can impact other people's lives compared to a university model and a university model which is creating uh, debt out of people and it's subsidized there's no economic market signals involved for a university to know if they're providing uh, a service that impacts people and allows them to generate revenue because it's a non-free market system teaching people supposedly how to be successful in a free market world and the disconnect happens the course creators have this unique opportunity to be able to teach people how to leave a legacy behind and generate wealth and to do it in a way that impacts other people in a positive manner, which universities can never get to. And this is part of the big uh, collapse in the university system that's going on. And it pains me to say that because I grew up in a home that cherished the college experience. But I think today there's much better people and sage wisdom to learn from that'll help accelerate you through the past. Now, when you're creating training materials, mm-hmm. I know you've been involved in doing this for a long time for people. What is the easiest way to extract their golden wisdom 
and their expertise and put it into a training material that others can learn from and then achieve their ultimate outcome. Yeah, so typically, I, I, I mean, typically I work with people one-on-one -on -one where we will we'll create an offer and part of that offer is how do we help people get from point A to point Z, Z being the outcomes and results that people want around whatever your expertise is, right? Does that make sense? But ultimately, yes. it's, it's, it's sitting down, right, with either yourself on a piece of paper or with some other, some other people in the room and mapping out, okay, where do people start? Typically, that's going to be like the mindsets that they need to be successful. We always okay. start with mindsets because if you don't have the right mindset, you're going to probably fail before you start. So it doesn't matter what it is. It can be dog training. It can be, you know, whatever it could be. It could be you know, fishing, it can be, you got to have the right mindsets going into anything. So that's the first thing. So you should always look at, let's say you want to create a course, you say it's eight modules, your first module should always be mindset and debunking like the lies that they've told themselves, the lies that they've been told by others, like the myths, like these type of things. Like basically you need to break through these limiting beliefs that are sabotaging them moving forward and having success. Okay. Believe it or not, the, the mindset slash limiting beliefs or programming that that you've had up until this point in your life or career is either helping you or hurting you. And most people are just unconscious of what that programming was. So um, so you need to rewire their beliefs. So think, I just want you to think about that first step is like rewiring their beliefs. Can I jump then in I, right there for a second, bro, and just support yes. the audience? Okay, yes. cool. So. Um, I, I want to just give you practical, real use examples. So in the Todd world, where is the entry point? It's exactly what Brian just taught. So my entry point is when I teach people about how to use video in their business and how to use it situationally to convince and convert their prospects at faster rates, where do I get people started? Not on how to use video situationally. I actually start at the very beginning. My entry level course is how to get comfortable on camera. And it talks about all of the limiting beliefs that sabotage your success. Like, I don't like how I look on camera, or I don't have anything smart to say, or I don't want people to judge me, or I don't even speak good English, or whatever it might be. And when you teach the mindset breakthroughs that are required for people to have next level, now you, once you get that and you start to show them and they get confidence, now you can get them into the next level. Am, am, am I on the right path? Yep, hundred percent. Cool, hundred percent. So then you have to, you just want to look at what what did it take for you? What what is a step by step process that that it took for you to get the outcomes that you have, right? Okay. So for me, like I teach people, I have a eight week course. I teach people about the mindsets they need, so creating a bulletproof foundation. That step, that's week one. Okay, week two is getting the technology straightened out, right? Here's the, all the technology that you need to launch an online business. Then the next week I talk about offers because offers are actually more important than funnels. So I talk about, you know, like if you don't have a good offer, it doesn't, a funnel doesn't matter at all, okay? So, you know, this whole concept or idea that you're one funnel away is, is really, once you have a great offer, you can be one funnel away from having your dreams come true. I, I agree with you, and yet I think some people might be confused on what an offer is and how an right. offer is different than a course. 
So okay. I get it, but how would you explain it? Yeah, so an offer is, so there's three types of offers. Do it yourself, done with you, done for you. And if you're an expert and you want to be sustainable and have a long business that serves people into decades in the future, you should look at having a combination of all three of those types of offers. And here's why. He who can spend more to acquire customer wins. Okay, if you have like not, not much meat on the bone, your competitor can outspend you and, and kind of, they can outcompete you, right? So number one, your courses are like your do-it-yourself, right? The reality, okay, is that you're done with you and done for you offers like coaching, like workshops, like services. Those are the things that are going to get people the results the most, period. Hands down. There ain't no course on the planet. I don't care who it's coming from. It could come from Jesus himself. There is no course that's going to produce results for others more than someone doing the work for you or for them. Okay, that, that's a conclusion I've had after doing this for 17 years and, and generating hundreds of millions of dollars online. Now, the course, the way you should look at the course is it's a way to position you in the market as the expert in whatever that is that you're an expert in and pay for you to acquire customers. Because customer acquisition isn't free. Unless, of course, you have great affiliates that are going to send you traffic. But typically, affiliates aren't going to send you traffic if you don't have something that's converting. Does this make sense? So your yes. books are do-it-yourself. A podcast is do-it-yourself, right? So you have three offer types. You have do-it-yourself where people can just buy it and consume it. Or they can join something and consume it, like a webinar or a challenge. That's a do-it-yourself program. A course, do-it-yourself, right? And then you, you advance and you move into the next bucket, which is done with you. This is like your masterminds or workshops or coaching, right? You can do private coaching, you do group coaching, right? But this is done with you. This is more handholding, right? This is done with you in an experience, right? Doing it by yourself, the average course has an, an or the average book has a 9% completion rate. Courses are about the same, okay? So that's one of the things that pisses us off as creators, right? Like we don't create courses for people to not finish them. Now, I'll give you a tip. I have 52% of my people that buy my courses actually implement what they learn and, and cross the finish line, okay? Because I don't care about completion rates. I care about implementation rates. Now, how do we get that number? That is an astronomically high number, okay? I'm, I'm obviously, I'm always working to get it to 100%, but the reality is some people buy stuff and they just don't do anything. I can't force them to do something, right? But I can do my best to incentivize it. And so I incentivize it. I say, hey, if you, if you launch your one funnel, one offer within 60 days or less, I'm going to promote you to our audience of over 150,000 people just in our email database alone. That's enough incentive for them right. to launch the funnel, launch the offer. And that's why we get over 52% of people to actually who buy that course to then actually do it, right? So I would encourage you to do the same thing. Figure out a way to incentivize people to actually do what you teach because that's one of the things that bothers us as creators. I'm sure, Todd, you can agree. Like, we create these things. We spend all this time, energy, effort, money, resources, and we make the best thing that we can humanly make. And then people go buy it, and then it just sits on the shelf. And it's so frustrating. So, you know, years and years and years ago, we're like, man, how can we solve this problem? How can we get more people not only to pay attention, but actually do what's required to get the results? Because at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Like, that's all. To me, that's all that matters. If, if, if people are joining your stuff and not getting results, 
you need to, that's a leaky faucet, right? So you got to yeah. figure out, okay, what's getting in the way of them getting results? If you build a business, an, an expert business, specifically information marketing business is also called, if you build a business around getting people results, you'll never run out of money ever because people want results. That's why they're going to pay you. And it's really beautiful because, you know, the Sherpa, which is really what this coach life is, you're the friggin' Sherpa that's going to help them summit to their Mount Everest. Yep. And you're going to guide them the way. Yep. But, you know, not everybody is going to go on that journey. So you've got to incentivize them because your real, your real um, outcome is not the money hitting your bank account. Your real celebration is when people have breakthrough and transformation from your trainings because then they become raving evangelists. They continue to buy other things that you create along the way so they can solve more problems. So the way that you make it to, you know, following Brian's guidance, the way that you make it, and we're going to give you two examples really quickly in the world that you already know about, but the way that you incentivize the implementation is you gamify it and two great examples that brian details out in his book are um, both directly from russell brunson let's talk about the two comma club and i can't think of the name but it's like the dream car initiative or oh, something yeah, the like dream, that the dream car and, award yes. yes bro aren't those both incentivizations that get people to implement that's correct that's correct so Russell, right? ClickFunnels, right? So he in, created a, a culture, right? It's not just a platform to build funnels. He's created a, a tribe, a movement, right? Which I would encourage everyone that's listening right now to do, okay? It is a 100x multiplier. Russell got like almost a billion dollar evaluation on his company because it's not just a platform for building funnels. It's actually a movement. And he built an identity into everyone in the movement called Funnel Hackers. Okay, so if you have a, if you have an, uh, if you're selling stuff, you should always be integrating some type of movement concept. Mine's called Legacy Builders, as it says on this cup. Legacy Builders, right? Russell's is Funnel Hackers. Um, our friends, you know, Brandon and Kalen Pullen, they built Lady Boss, right? Ended up doing over two hundred million dollars in revenue. There's tons of people that teach people how to lose weight, right? They built a movement. Okay, so building a movement is a 100x multiplier, all right? Now, part of that that they've built into the culture of their brand is when you use their platform and generate over a million dollars through a funnel, that's considered what they call a two comic club award, okay? So they, they created their own terminology, right? If you're building a tribe, you're building a movement, you wanna create your own language, right? Tribes have their own languages, right? So you wanna start creating your own, not only your own identity of, of the journey someone's going to take with you to get the results they want, you're going to create that tribe language that they can say, I, you know, they that you all can talk the same thing, right? You know, funnels is a is like technically a tribe language, right? Funnel hacker is a tribe thing. Anybody in the outside world has no clue what you're talking about, but everyone in that community knows exactly what you're talking about. You talk about a tripwire. The world doesn't know what that means. But we do. We're, we're, we're part of the, the in the, and, the, the, and the members are striving for Correct. the next great status level. Correct. And um, when you build that in, now you've got a reason for people to go all in with your tool or your course yeah. because the results are self-evident. So even when you go to Funnel Hacking Live, which is like the Academy Awards of yeah. digital marketing at this point, 
uh, what they're doing is spotlighting people that are using click funnels with um, with extraordinary results. And the yep. extraordinary results are quantified by did you make it into the two comma club or not two comma being over a million dollars. Yep. And then they even created another tier above that. That's right. Which so they have the 10 million, then they have the 25 million, then there's a 50, a 75, and 100 million, right? And so it just keeps growing, right? Because what they found is that people were blowing through the million dollars like super fast. It's like, well, we need a $10 million one now. And then boom, now there's probably only about, I don't know, 20 of us that have done, or, you know, or 30 of us maybe that have done over 25 million. Um, you know, but, you know, there's, I think, probably like 12 or 1300 that have done the million, right? And then there's like a couple hundred that have done 10 million plus, right? But it's just, it's, it's, it's helping the whole community to, to expand their mind of what's possible, right? When you see like all these people, this guy's got, you know, a million, a million, a million, a million, like you, it just builds belief. And then you see all these people doing 10 million, you're like, if he can do it, I can do it. Right. Then you see people shattering, you know, 25 million or 100 million. Right. And they eventually created an award for people that that give over a million dollars. And that's called the heart award. Right. It's like these people are generous. Right. Not only do they make a lot of money, but they give a lot of money. Right. Which is, is it, which is a part of the culture. So, you know, you don't have to do that exact thing, but just like you want to build your own culture and create incentives and awards for your people to produce results. So because that's top, number one, they want to be recognized more than they actually want the result, typically. Right. <laughs> Recognition over uh, the result. Significance. Is, 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 significance is a much stronger driver than yeah. just making some money, right? Um, like I've seen so many people I've heard, I just want to make a two comma club. I just want to get that two comma club board, right? And it's like the money doesn't even matter. It's just like I want to get that status. You know, they want to get to that level in their mind. And part of this status, in especially in a Zoom world, is having some type of plaque, award, trophy on the wall yep. that signifies that you are in this elite group. Yep. So as you're starting to build out your training materials or your SaaS product, or whatever it might be, and I'll give you an example in just a second, think about how you can create community and get people incentivized to strive and use your knowledge in a way that's going to help impact their lives and others. So an example of this, Brian, is I'm close to launching my SaaS product, okay. which is a video selling platform for video salespeople to use my strategies to convince and convert their prospects mas rapido. And one of the things that I'm building in, which I'm not going to announce today, but I'm okay. building in a variety of, of, um, awards for nice. people that close like we've already got people that are using my strategies that have closed 10 million dollar deals mm -hmm. so there's like there's some type of uh significance award uh, and language that i've got to create so when people get into this tool they already understand why we're doing it and how we're going to celebrate people that are nice. using the tool to full potential that's what you're talking about, right? That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Right. And people want to grow. They want to be challenged, right? That's part of that. That's all part of it. They want to be recognized. That's another part, right? And then they want to be, you know, seen on stage walking and being and celebrating their success. No one else is going to celebrate their success, right? 
I mean, in, in most of our lives, right? We have family, we've got friends, they'll celebrate, but the, you know, nobody else, barely that even happens. <laughs> yes. And, you know, and I think so, we've all been a part of communities yes. that we end up realizing that we have more in common with the people in that community than we have in our own family. And that's power for you as a, a, a content creator. Brian, why should content creators not call their course a course? Yeah. So, um, so the reality is, is like words matter, right? Like every word you use matters from your ad to your landing pages, your funnel to your, to your, whether it's a webinar or a challenge or a sales conversation, right? Like every word matters. There's actually a book called every word matters and it's a good book. You should buy it. Um, I forget who the author is, but it's a, it's a book. Every word matters. And it's true. Courses are overused right? So you always want to think about how can you be, and I would encourage you to write this down. How am I better, different, and unique than anyone in my market? How am I better, different, and unique than anyone in my market, right? And until you can clarify yourself, how are you better? How are you different? How are you unique, right? You don't worry about competition when you understand your unique fingerprint in the marketplace, right? Like you, you don't give a rip. You've got your own uniqueness right your own brilliance you you have your own framework you have your own it's your person that's being brought to the table right there's no one that can duplicate you there's no one that can copy you right you know you know you're, you're put here to, to do a specific assignment and so um so find find you got to find a way to distinguish yourself right courses are weak right we're launching a brand new program we call it our mentorship program it's called a legacy builders mentorship People don't want to buy a course. It's like buying a book. It's like they just, the value of it, the perceived value of a quote unquote course, it's just a weak word, right? It's a weak word. So you want to find power words that do a better job of increasing the perceived value of what you're doing, right? You could call it a coaching program. You could call it an academy. You can call it, we have another brand. We're launching a program. It's really a course, but it's live eight weeks of live immersion and it's called the accelerator. So it's called the, you know, the brand is called sovereign entrepreneur. We have a challenge. It's called the sovereign entrepreneur challenge. Right. And then we have a course. We're not calling it that it's called the sovereign entrepreneur accelerator. Okay. Right. It's called an accelerator because people want to go fast, right? They want to produce results quickly, not slowly, you know? So, and then, you know, and then beyond that, you know, we're doing a workshop, but we're not calling it a workshop. We're calling it an implementation mastermind experience. Right. Right. Leveled so every word up. matters, right? You don't want to use some weak word because that weak word is going to produce the, a less, a less um, impactful result. Right. So everything, every word matters. I can tell you, we have campaigns that we launch where we will change a couple words in the headline and it'll double the conversion rates and drop the lead acquisition rates in half just by changing a few words. Like nothing else changes. The video on the page, the opt-in page, the everything, nothing changes. Nothing changes except for a few words on the headline and it'll double the registration rate, which drops the lead acquisition rate, which is the cost to acquire in half, right? Couple words, it's really fascinating. And you know, as an entrepreneur, you have to be used to what, what, what that's called as being able to pivot, right? So you launch a campaign, Right, and you think that this headline is awesome. I think it's going to crush it, and then it doesn't. Now what? 
Well, you got to create a new one. Try something different, right? Test, throw another one out there. See how it does, right? It's called split testing, right? So you got to test, 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 test. I call that pivot. You got to make a 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 pivot until you figure out something that just strikes gold. And then you just drive that thing as deep and as far as you can go until it doesn't go anywhere anymore. Then you create a new campaign. And for most people that are listening to this, please know that this is the path of um, that experts take on a daily right. basis. This isn't an acknowledgement that the first test failed and now you're a loser. Right. And what happens is marketers are incredibly resilient. What do we do? We listen to who the data the data is where your decisions are. Your answers for how you get better audience is going to be inside of your analytics if you're humble enough to go in there and look at it and then say to yourself, how can I outperform this? And so it's important for you, like, this is what really ticks me off, Brian, as, a, um, as an agency owner. My staff, when I first meet them, may spend three weeks on a project and 30 seconds on the friggin' title. And the title is what gets people in, it hooks their eye and it pre-frames everything and determines to your point. If they use the word course, does it have enough value for them to wanna reach into their pocket? And so I always tell people, I'm like, okay, yo, you've created this course or you, you um, created this video. Now let's go back after you spent three months on this thing and spend two hours on the title so we can get the perfect title for the first phase and then let's go back and listen yep. to what the market says. You buy all that? That's it, I do 100%, yep, yeah, exactly. And you've gotta, you know, don't let it keep you from being in the game, right? Just, but we, just understand, you know, I, I'm, 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 we're dropping wisdom on you today of what it takes to be successful. Right, like there's no sugarcoat in this thing, right? And sometimes campaigns crush it, take off, and they take off out of the gate, and they just work. That happens too, but it's not normal. It's normal to like send out a message and a narrative, right? And then test another one, and then test another one, and then test another one. So just as an entrepreneur, as someone who's going to be a marketer or an ex have an expert brand on the internet, where you're, where you're where you're teaching, you're educating, you're inspiring, you're motivating, you're doing these these things that we do. Understand that if it doesn't work right out of the gate, doesn't mean that failure is final, right? It just right. means that didn't work. You need to do something else. You need to pivot, do something else, pivot, do something else. But also understand too that you could crush it out of the park first bat, first time at bat. Yeah. That happens too. So, you know, it's different for everyone. There's no cookie cutter solution here. It's not like, yeah, just launch this funnel and you're gonna have you're gonna make a million bucks. If that was the case. Every single one of the 104,000 people that use ClickFunnels would all be making a million bucks a year. And there's about yes. a 12 or 1,300 of them that have done that. So, you know, just stay in the game long enough and don't take yourself yeah. out. And then inevitably you'll be successful. But you've got to fail forward. You've got to just fail forward and, and, and get the data. The data is what tells us. You, you know, there's no crystal ball here where you're like, oh, I wonder if this thing's going to work. And yes, this is the headline. You know, or, or rely on chat GTP to spit out headlines and then wonder why they don't work. Right? It's the same, same problem. You have to, yes, chat GTP is a great platform. And yes, AI is cool. And it's going to give you some ideas. 
and it might save you 80 grand a year hiring a high-profile high copywriter, right? But it's just an idea machine, right? They should make what you already do better. That's how I view that, that part of it. Now, now, speaking of getting doing things better, yeah. um, you dropped a golden nugget that I'd like to unpack a little bit. Earlier, you said you should be asking yourself, how am I better? Yes. How am I unique and different than anyone in the market that's competing against me? And for those of you that are passively listening, this is a piece of gold because part of it is you identifying what makes you better, unique, and different than anybody you're competing against. Yeah. But once you clearly know what that is, you knowing it is valuable, but it's a thousand times more valuable when your target audience knows why you are better, unique, and different than anybody else. And then you've got to scream it out there with enough repetition that everybody and my mom knows why you're better, unique, different than anybody in the market because you've got to differentiate yourself. And one of the ways to do it is like what Brian mentioned about talking about how people that go through and implement is what you are obsessed and focused on because just getting people to buy your course isn't what you're after. And so you're going to be incentivizing them to implement because you know the transformation is going to happen. Like when you start bringing that up at the beginning, in people's minds, they start hearing, yo, this dude's freaking different. He's about the transformation. Yeah. And 99% of course creators are about the transaction. Correct. And I think you call them like greedy gurus in your book. That's right. That's right. The greedy gurus, I do call them that. You're like, yeah. you just said to yourself, you just said to yourself like, yo, Todd really did read launch. Yeah. And scale. He did read yes, that. you did read it. You did read it. That's good. That's great. Um, and I and I took my you know over three hundred million dollars. It's closer to half a billion now of revenue that we've generated for other people and our and ourselves. But most of that's for other people, um, and condensed it into that book. Right. So yeah, that's the greedy guru syndrome. Right. Like they just want to. They they are turned on by this idea that oh I can make money online. I can print money. I can da 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 da. Right. And like this is easy. I'm going to launch a course. And like that they've got inspired by the Joel Osteen of, of online marketing or someone like that, right? Yeah. And they got all fired up about it. And it's like, you know, cool. Like we need that. You need to be inspired that, yeah, you can make a lot of money doing this. Like you can make 10 million a year. You can make 20 million a year. You can make whatever you want. You can make, um, you know, anything's possible, right? But the reality is you do have to figure out what makes you tick, what makes you better, different, and unique. And then you stand on that. For me, yeah, I obsess about results, right? Like being able to see my clients build a six million, both of them build $6 million dream homes is cool. Like, I love to see that. I love to see them being able to fly all around the world and, and speak on stages because we lost their brand. Like, that's cool. Like, that's why I do what I do is like the ripple effect, right? Like one life tra can transform thousands and thousands of people's lives, right? But you got to figure out what that, what is that for you, right? It's, it's got to be bigger than just, filling your bank account because at the end of the day that's not going to drive you when things get tough it's not that's why people in this industry come and go so they come in for the money and they, they either make a money they lose a lot of money because they making money and keeping money is a whole different story <laughs> that's a whole right. different animal right <laughs> but you can make a ton of money but it could have been a fluke right and so you just want to have the right heart on it, and it's so easy because there's so many people that are just out for money. They're out for money grabs. So if you have, if your if your purpose, if it's tied to your like soul's purpose, like like mine is, 
you do things different, like you think differently, right? Like you look through a different lens and you can outpace and outperform the people that are just out for the money grab. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, you know, but find what that distinction is for you. Like, what is that differentiator? And the only way you know is you got to go buy your competitor stuff, go through their material, join their mastermind, go to their workshop, join their coaching program. Just go through their experience. Yes. Can I teach like, like there's a lot of people that are, well, I mean, why would I want to support them? And, uh, and I don't want them knowing that I bought their course. They knew who I am. They're going to think I'm stealing their crap. So um, one of the easiest ways to do it is, and I just know this from um, experience, is have a friend yep. purchase it. So you can go through it, let them purchase it. If you're, uh, don't keep your insecurity from keeping you from learning what the market is doing. You can learn so quickly at such a low cost, what the competitor is providing and then elevate it and then send your buddy some money from Venmo. Make it your shady friend that you would go and, you know, have a shady conversation. Let them do that deal. They'll love doing it. And right. they'll, they'll, they'll look at me like when I have a friend from college do this for me, they're, they like look at it like they're um, getting the rough and real and raw Todd. And yeah, yeah. Uh, the truth is I need to know what's in the market and right. I need to learn from people. Don't steal. You can always credit. If somebody says something right. that is brilliant, make sure just like you would. Yeah. If you were going through Brian's book, acknowledge it. And I was actually, while we're on this topic, I was hmm. with my neighbor who's a New York Times bestselling author. And the dude's brilliant. And we go to the gym on Saturday and a girl came up and she was like, hey, I just went through your material and blah, blah, blah. And I'm so excited because when I was reading your material, I discovered that you had created my entire framework for what I'm going to sell. And we walked away and he was like, dude, I just spent like 20 years developing it and this Instagram models now telling me that she's stealing my framework, like be honorable and acknowledge right. the people that are, that came before you. Right. So other people can also have that breakthrough. And yeah. part of it, I think you would agree. It's like, if you have to steal frameworks for other people, you're not doing enough work up here right. and you're not really a master of your material. Right. So right. get back right. to for work sure. and refine your process. For sure. You got to refine your process, make it uni unique, make it your own, use your brain. Right, which which has been said, that's the hardest. God forbid. Thing to do. Use the brain. That's the, that's the hardest work to do, right? I think Henry Ford said that. Um, yeah, and then pour your heart and soul into it. You know, just become obsessed with people getting getting where they want to do, or have your wife buy the product. You could have, also have your wife do it, right? Or husband, right? Like, you know, if you don't want to go to a friend and be like, "Hey, can you buy this thing?" Like, just have your wife do it, right? Uh, remember, a lot of people did that with uh, Lady Boss with. Uh, Brennan and Kaylin Poland's program because it's for women, Christian women, like who want to lose weight and gain confidence. And so all these dudes would be like, Oh, I, I want to see what she's do done. It's like they have their wife buy it. <laughs> I love it. I love you know? it. My wife isn't shady enough for that, but some of the are. <laughs> some of those Sorry, fraternity some of guys. <laughs> yeah, they super are. So, um, like Brian brought up Joel Olstein. So, I will use a Joel Olstein saying if you want transformation, breakthrough, fullness of your destiny, BrianDelaney.com is a great place to get going. I also picked up his book. It's been a great read. I think also, not only is this a great read for learning how to launch and scale your expertise, but there's a lot of foundational life lessons 
that you baked in this that's really helpful for people on how they can get themselves next level. I think you could tell by just looking at this, the thickness of this book gives you an indicator that this dude didn't just crank out a book to get to be an author. He cranked out a book to have transformation. Brian Delaney, what are your coordinates on social? Like how do people learn about you and yeah, yeah. find so out Bri more? So Brian Delaney, Brian with a Y, because you got to have a Y. Delaney <laughs> with a U, Delaney, D-U-L-A-N-E-Y. So yeah, Brian Delaney, that's all my social, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, every platform is Brian Delaney. Um, or BrianDelaney.com as well. Beautiful. Brian, thank you. This is our fourth time trying to do this interview. I just commend you on being resilient. And for those of you that want to be a successful entrepreneur, it is all about perseverance and right. being resilient. And few people have demonstrated that on my podcast recording sessions like Brian Delaney. <laughs> Make sure you go to BrianDelaney.com. And Brian, thank you for joining me right here on the podcast. Awesome. Thanks, Todd. Yo, that was a powerful episode. And from what we just learned, it should be obvious how you can now implement these lessons in your life to get to the next level. Now, before you bounce, I just have three quick thoughts. First, thank you for taking me on your incredible life journey. Second, if you receive some value from me and you want to pay it forward, it would mean the world to me if you left an honest rating and review at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. I'd be incredibly grateful. And lastly, if you share this episode, whether it be a screenshot or a photo from where you're listening, anything via Instagram stories or LinkedIn, Facebook, or any of the social media sites, just tag me and the guest. I'll repost your content and I'll reply back in the comments because I love mixing it up. In fact, I'd love to share your shout outs in my feed too. Not only are these shout outs really good for you and for me, but they also help us book more amazing guests because they'll be able to see the reach that you're helping to cultivate. This is a way for you to help contribute to the show. So thank you again for listening. And I look forward to earning a regular spot inside that ear of yours. Let's grow.